I just started. Two. Start. I uh, I actually started a little bit before. I'm sorry. Uh, that's fine. We'll figure it out. If I, I have one it. job to do. It, you know, it's going to be okay. <laughs> Podcasting is hard. Podcasting, podcasting is its own form of art when when you think about it. Like, um, you know, you know, I used to have a podcast at one point. You did? Well, uh, yeah. What was it about? It was uh, so I actually had a podcast network. Um, I had five shows, and there was only one episode for each show. Um, and it was called A One One Three Podcasting. That was my podcasting network, and I talked about um, tech. I talked about Pixar a lot. What? Yeah, you've never. You've never mentioned this before. Did you have guests? Uh, my little sister was my guest. I oh, was, of course. Yes. I was only like fifteen at the time. Um, and yeah, man, it was it was a uh, like I said, there was only one episode for each show that I did because I got I got bored and I had terrible internet, so it was really hard to upload stuff. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's how my podcasting career started. But what you started was a network. I mean, you didn't just start with a single cast. You had yeah. I had an I had empire. I, I, well, you could say that uh, <laughs> I had uh, two of my shows. I know my sister starred on, and then I tried to do like a tech guy. You, like you remember Leo Laporte show, the tech guy. Oh yes. Yeah, I did He's something the like radio that. Show. Yeah, it was like straight up. I would just sit there and I was just talking to the mic. <laughs> Were you doing uh, reviews of the news and and just uh, summaries? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like I I, I distinctly remember when um, Adobe. Adobe, what is it called? Now it's called Creative Cloud, but like their Creative Suite. Um, it was I CS- was Creative Suite. Yeah, it was CS6. I remember when CS6 came out because okay. that was distinctly one thing that I covered. It was like I remember CS6 coming out. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Can you dig those up? Do they exist anywhere? I, I might. So it was called A113 Podcasting. I know my YouTube. So I okay. So it wasn't just podcasting. It was also like I would create music videos based off of Pixar movies what and i would take it's better yeah so i would take (laughs) so i would take these songs like i remember owl city was really popular back then oh man owl city songs that were really fireflies yeah firefly stuff like that that was just like like just twanging on my preteen and teenager heartstrings and somehow i just would made it work with like pixar movies and like it like i remember my wally one and my up one like that's that's what i did Oh, you have just figured out our intro. <laughs> what, what's what do you mean? What's the intro? A firefly playing to something like this is this is great. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, I can see it. Yeah, we. Hmm. Man, podcasting's fun. Podcasting I miss this. I miss this. This is good. okay. We're gonna start now. Okay, we're gonna start it's now. Done. Real quick though. Real quick. I have yeah. I have a question for you. Well, I have a question, but I also have a suggestion. Okay. Um. You know, this is like there's tech podcasts, there's news podcasts, there's all this stuff. We got to do something a little bit different. And I was thinking one one thing that I want to like be able to talk to you about um, as we as interpretive we, as we dance, up. interpretive dance. Yes, I also uh, like I oh. think dadhood, like parenthood and tech, is like something that I want I want to be talking about. Oh man, I'm failing at it hard, but I can I can give you great examples of failing. Great examples. Like what? Like what? What do you mean? Like I thought it would be really cute to let my two-year-old hold my Apple Watch, and then I put it on her wrist, and it was it was cute, and she she wrapped it all the way up. The band went from one side to the other. It was like on there as far as it could go, and it was cute. And then uh, I went to work, and I haven't seen my Apple Watch since. Oh. Uh, yeah, and they keep reminding me of the fact that. Uh, 
I don't know where my Apple Watch is. Okay. Come in, Daddy. Where's your Apple Watch? Natalie knows where your Apple Watch is. Well, no, she's she's too. <laughs> she's a keeper of little secrets, huh? Oh man, yeah. And then I'll watch her, and she'll just walk and just drop whatever she's holding and just keep going. And I, yeah. oh. it, it's it's like Watch. I feel like I would want to just like follow her around and hope that she just like retraces her steps and just like you know all of a sudden she's gonna turn around one day she's gonna be like dad dad look and she's gonna have have your Apple Watch. So we decided early on we weren't gonna do screens. We were gonna like wait. We were gonna have as few TVs in the house as possible. We were going to not you know introduce them to iPads and screens. And every child in my house has an iPad. And <laughs> oh my goodness, they're getting so good on it. Christina is just taking. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say names in this, but I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can edit that. Probably good. Um, she's just taking pictures of stuff, and they're not really good pictures, but they're <laughs> pictures. A lot of feet, a lot of blurry uh, blankets, but she's taking pictures. She's trying. It's uh. Dang. It's really neat, and. Sometimes they're embarrassing shots of me, so I got to go make sure I get in there and clear that out occasionally. Yeah, she's she gets lots of close-ups, very very intimate, very yeah. lo- lot of close-ups, <laughs> a lot of no shots, huh? up to no shots. But then, but because they've had iPads for so long, they will just uh, move on to the next thing. It's not like they're they're stuck with an iPad. I was um, uh, a good friend of our family's. Uh, several years ago had a, like a, a six-year-old back when the first ipad came out and i remember he would just be so enamored with it he had never seen anything like it and mm. would not want to put it down and was just so attached to it but um, the girls being raised with ipads around they just treat them like a toy and it, it's not like the whole day is revolving around the ipad because it's so special it's just what they're playing with right now so it's real easy for them to put it down and move on to the next thing mm-hmm. so easy in fact that they'll just drop it on the ground and then stand on it as they walk across the ground. Oh, no. So that, uh, that's a pet peeve of mine. I gotta, gotta do something. But they got them cute cases. They got giant handles on the side. It's, it's like this eye boy or eye toy or some like really just durable little case. They, right. Right. And, and you know, like there's something that's, I could say is I kind of like that though, that you haven't put so many limits on screen time. To the point where it's like it's not like a hot commodity that when screens come around that you have to spend all day around it. You know, it's not like so cool and so enamoring. Even though it is, like to you and me, like we know technology is cool. It's not. It's it's not something where it's like I feel like I have to spend all day in front of this thing as a little kid. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to miss out, or they're not going to. Uh, they don't even think about it just not being there. I I don't ever think about, you know running water or electricity not being there i just take it for granted it's always good it's just an, a constant mm-hmm. and they're the same way with the internet too they have no idea what it's like to just suffer through buffering and loading screens it's it just always works right yeah right yeah different world no that, that, that's great too because like i remember back when i was a when i was a kid and like the internet was coming out and like being able to play on my new computer that i got you know i, I there was a time where i was only allowed on a computer for like an hour a day you know oh yeah definitely. And so, it was a family computer yeah in the living room or the the dining room or somewhere and it was a hot commodity and so because i couldn't be on it like when when i wanted to it's like i always wanted to be on it so i could spend eight hours in front of it but once those restrictions were lifted you know yeah. um and so, like, once my kid comes around, like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, trying to figure out, yeah, 
what 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 does that what does screen time look like for for a little kid you know and is it is there a correlation of maybe correlation is the wrong word the internet is it defines so much of what we can do on the computers now that if i remove internet they're almost crippled or they're um you just lose out on so much like i don't even have a word processor installed on my machine i just use google docs or some online word processor mm-hmm. so if i don't have the, the internet i am like down to nothing i can i can see a couple documents maybe uh, if i'm using a chromebook i won't even see those yeah so the internet is just so important to the the internet or the computer experience that i think part of my screen time um technique in the future or limitation technique will be a combination of like disabling or throttling the internet or some combination of that um, with chores and making sure that once your homework's done then the internet turns on or or something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, because if you don't have if i can't use my computer i'm going to use a phone if i can't use a phone i'll use a nintendo switch if i can't use a switch i'll use a tv if i you know there's everything has a browser and, and a way to communicate over the internet that Unless you go to the router, well, mm-hmm. they'll use cellular. There's always a way around it. I, yeah, they'll, they'll connect to the neighbors. I'll yeah. Make a... <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're mm-hmm. right. I remember that there was um, I had some some friends who were wanting to do things on the computer um, that they couldn't do because their parents had put like internet limitations on the actual client. Um, oh yeah. And so they Net nanny and all of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, guess who figured out how to boot into a live Linux CD? You know, not me. This wasn't me. This was like <laughs> my friends that would, they figured out how to boot into a live Linux CD. They got around it. Immediately. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anything that you think that you could put on there to stop them, if they want to, they'll get around it. Mm-hmm. So how do you build that relationship with them where they're not going to do that or they're going to be open and honest and, and talk to you about it? So yeah. a lot of it is just not hiding it, being transparent. Right. And I mean, I think it starts, I think, I mean, not being a father yet, don't really know, but like, I think that a lot of it would start in just like building like the relationship before, before computers even become a thing, you know, just letting them know that you're someone who could be trusted. Yeah. And don't do anything that you're ashamed of or don't do anything that you're embarrassed of, or I don't, I don't know the the balance yet, but I, I could see everything that they possibly do. Do I want to No, it's tedious. Could I? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Will Will they think that I can? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, we have these like cyberbullying now and all of these things that just weren't as big of a, a deal. Like we had true bullying. We didn't. Have, we didn't have cyberbullying. Yeah. Like we, you know, people would get together or talk on the phone and 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 gossip about each other or meet in person. You didn't do it over, you know, private chat room or. Man, I can't even imagine high schools now with like WhatsApp and all of these encrypted, like uh, Snapchat, like all this stuff just disappears. Yeah. How? Yeah, man, it's a new world. It's a new world. Now, were you bullied as a kid? Um, not not a lot. Man, very little. I made friends with a lot of people. I I I do my. I'm like a people pleaser, mm-hmm. and I win others over, and I do a lot of these things which hurt me sometimes in business, but. In personal relationships, they really help. Like I, I want to live as like as a drama-free life as possible. So I'm trying to surround myself with people who don't bring me down, or people who don't 
cause drama. And then I get all my, my outlet of drama over you know something on TV. It's kind of boring, but it's very safe. Yeah, and it's I don't stress over a lot of stuff. It's the yeah. way to be, for sure. I can remember I was uh, I was really not bullied much as a kid. And there was only two instances I can think of. One of them was at a church event. Uh, well, actually, it was a, a homeschool event, I believe. You know, I was a little kid. I was like six or seven. And there was a kid who came up and punched me in the nose because I had a Mr. Potato Head hat. Hmm. That's pretty. I don't much have it. a good joke. I don't have a joke for that at all. That's kind of sad. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was kind of sad, but at the same time, I'm trying to play it off. But no, it, that, I'm sorry, man. That's. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a real like a real punch because it wasn't like. I just remember being like, "Holy crap! That guy! That guy punched me in the nose," because of a Mr. Potato Head hat. You know, it was more shocking if anything. I don't even think I cried. Kid- I think this needs to go into the show notes. Every podcast that I listen to, they have show notes. Yeah. I think the first entry for our entire podcast should be this Mr. Potato Hat. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think I think you're right. Let's see. I got to find it. Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato. What does that even mean? Is it like a picture of Mr. Potato Head? Yeah. Or is it, was... it like you just cut a Mr. Potato Head in half and you put a, the top half of him on your head? I have no visualization at all. It, so uh, let me let me switch to Google because I actually been switch. I switched to DuckDuckGo a while ago, and it's uh, it's pretty nice. Um, well, I'm, I'm gonna have to get into that. See, Mr. Potato Head, um, Toy Story. I guess it was a baseball cap. Let's see if oh, I it's can... from Toy Story. Yeah, okay. it was it was a Toy Story one. Oh, I found it! I found it! I found the exact image. I'm sending this to you right now. Yeah, we got to put this on the show notes. Yep, we're putting this on the, we're putting this in the show notes for sure. Yep, we'll remember how you were bullied as a child, and we'll celebrate it with this. Yes, here okay. it is. Oh, popping in. It was a, it was pretty colorful. Oh, that is terrible. Okay, <laughs> it is a red hat. It's a red baseball cap. With a, a Mr. Potato Head right in the center, um, full body. Yep. His arm is missing. His arm is on the bill of the hat. It looks like his lips or something. There's another pe- – his ear. Yeah, his, his ear, ear is on the bill of the hat. It is a terrible hat. It yes. is absolutely terrible. I'm getting you one. It's, yep. We're, <laughs> we're making this I happen. never thought that I would think of this or see this baseball cap ever again. And I'm so happy that I'm seeing it. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah this, is, this is definitely happening. Okay, I haven't seen you in person in a couple weeks now, but I mm-hmm. prior to that, I hadn't seen you in like a year. But yeah. uh, I want to talk about when we got together. It was uh, 360 iDev here in Denver. Yeah, 360. 360 yeah. iDev. My third. My third 360. Yep. Look look forward to it every year. It's, it's so neat. You're surrounded by everybody who – they get your jokes. They, they mm. suffer with you. They have the same software. Um it's just so fun. It's absolutely so fun. You learn so much. You get to meet people. You go out of your comfort zone. You'll sing karaoke. You'll mm-hmm. go out to eat with people. It's just, it's cool. And the people that I've met there, I, I, just genuine people. It, it's, it's very nice. It, it's easily like my favorite conference I've ever been to. And there's something so super special about 360. Um, you know, I had some coworkers who just got back from TriSwift NYC, you know, and not Ooh, knocking TriSwift. Yeah. Like it is a excellent conference, but it's very much a technical conference. You go there and it's like, it's very much like the, the first day 
of 360 where it's like you're sitting down, you're like following, yes. you know, uh, code examples, building a specific thing. It's very technical. Um, and 360 is different in the fact that it's just, it's all about community, man. It's about like the, like you and I used to just call it the old guard of Apple, you know, coming together yes. with like the new, you know, you have all like some veteran Mac OS devs and then new, uh, new fellows like myself who are just getting to iOS, just like coming together and being like, yeah, we're all part of like this family of, Mac and well Apple developers, you know, and it's just great. It's amazing. I love it. It it really is. It's it's. I'm going back and I'm. I didn't rec. I didn't realize how big some of the people were at, that were at the conference were. And I'm going back and I'm looking through LinkedIn. I'm looking through their their personal blogs or. Well, I feel like I'm a stalker now. <laughs> okay, I'm a stalker. I'm, I'm looking around on everybody's website and and I realize like. You're the CEO or the CTO of you know that company. I did not realize that. Yeah. You're just that cool guy that was sitting next to me. And we were talking about something. So it's it's not they're not put on pedestals. They're just normal people. They're standing with you. And he might be you know CTO of some giant company. It's just really cool. And you know, but he's not going to talk to you like he's CTO of some big company. He's going to talk to you like you're Shane. You know? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, he might not even mention the company and in fact he probably won't it's it's just so cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay 360 had some awesome food we had the night of meat i think it was like was that the first day um yeah it was the first night yeah that's where we met scott this this is the scott's awesome this is was the first night of meat that i have ever been to at 360 i had been to other eating get-togethers but never the night of meat and we sit next to some really cool people, and we end up like hanging out with them the entire com- conference. It's just it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he he like whenever you were in um, one room and I was in the other room, just like on different tracks and whatnot. He was always in one or the other, and he would come and sit next to us. It was great. Yeah, and that's when I went to WWDC. I would I there's a couple people that I would recognize, but it was really rare that you would see them in every session or or you know even once a day and it was just so big and there's so many people you totally lose that that intimacy or that uh that relationship or that that community but at 360 it was it's the it's the opposite mm-hmm. you see everybody all the time and and once you start seeing them seeing them year after year oh it's it gets better they, every year just com- compounds on itself it's oh certainly getting awesome yeah because, like, I remember when I first started, the first time that I went, I actually ended up going for free because um, someone at, uh, well, in our Cocoa Heads group in Colorado, um, I believe it had a biking accident, and I, I felt I felt bad about it, but I ended, he ended up not wanting to go, so I got his ticket. Um, oh, he, yeah. he just he just gave it to me, and so I, I ended up going and, you know, meeting John Wilker, and props to John. Like, John is such a cool guy. Um he is just very open. He's welcoming. Like he's always he's arms open to anyone that's new. And like I consider John a friend. Like he and I have had some 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 good times, some good conversations. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm excited every year that I get to, I get to go and see see John hang out with everybody in August. You know, it's so fun. It's so fun. What was your favorite session this year? Um. So that's a that's a that's a tough question. But um, there is – I'm trying to remember her last name off the top of my head. I believe it's Tammy Coron. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tammy. Ta- yeah, Tammy Coron. 
um, she always has such great presentations that are always that, that always just hit me pretty hard for some reason because they're about you know what it's like to be creative but also kind of um, getting over like your inner your inner voice that or your inner doubts you know um, which is kind something like helping with imposter syndrome helping with some soft skills it, it just hits the heart it's not a super technical talk but it, it's a lasting talk and it's timeless mm-hmm Yep, it's timeless. That's the thing. It's it's like a lot of the technical discussion. That's one of the reasons why I don't particularly like. I I, I enjoy watching the, but I'm not really going to follow along because like a lot of the the technical stuff, the technical talks that happen, a lot of it's going to be obsolete in another operating system release. <laughs> you know, but maybe by the time that they present it, exactly, the code comes out. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But Tammy's stuff always is, you know, something that I can go back and watch later. It's like okay, yeah, no, that's. That that makes sense, and that and it might it might help me through something. Um, shout out to Tammy; she's great, and she's totally busy agree. too. Like she's like an author, she's a restaurant owner, she's an animator, she's a designer. She's like, and she's a and she's a, a wife and mother. You know, like she has her wow. hands full. Wow. Yeah. My uh, this last three sixty, the talk that really, well. Is, it was such a, an important talk to the period that I was at while I was at 360. So it was Jay Freeman's talk. It was the very last session. But at one moment, he talks about your lap, pick your laptop that sparks joy. And it's coming off that uh, the KonMari TV series on Netflix where you know the lady tells you, you know, helps you declutter your house and you clean everything out and you only keep the things that absolutely spark joy and you get rid of the rest. And when you do, you have this this freedom and this, this I don't know if it's enlightenment, but you, you just have this euphoria. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to do that for years with my digital life. I, I've got Cal Newport's new book, Digital Minimalism. I have, I've tried to, you know, I've looked on blogs. I'm, I'm, I'll end up on Tumblr looking at like desks of people with Macs. And they have like the iMac and then the cool keyboard and everything's perfectly clean and there's neon lights behind it and i'm seeing all this stuff i'm like they got it together and then i look at my desk and it's like oh my goodness <laughs> it, oh my goodness so I, I i really want to like declutter and clean up but i also want to do that with my digital life and this gdpr stuff is very helpful i haven't really taken it to its it's i haven't used it yet well I, i've used parts of it but i haven't like actually gone into different companies and, and requested that they totally rip out all of my data. But I really like the idea. I I feel like I have sprinkles of shame just throughout the internet. There's some stuff on some Yahoo account from 15, 20 years ago that's there forever. And there's some stuff in my Flickr and my Picasso and just all of these these services I no longer use, but I feel like there's accounts, there, there's passwords, there's personal data, and I don't have control of it. I don't even know where it's at, but I feel like it's just a mess. So I've been trying to, you know, hone in and clean up and create just the simple, um, low service area exposure on the internet, and so I think I figured it out. Okay, and Let's then hear it. about three hours later, I destroyed it. So I'll go into that story real quick. <laughs> it was last Saturday. I'm I'm sitting on the couch and I'm I had like two or three things I was supposed to do, but somehow I got wrote. I went down a rabbit hole and I end up making a digital ocean droplet. So I make this this v uh, this virtual machine computer on the on the internet, 
and I install own cloud. I think when I, I installed the fork next cloud and this thing is uh, it's a combination of like Google Calendar plus Google Contacts plus Dropbox plus you can put add some add-ons to add an entire like cloud offering. And I had all of this great open source software. I thought this is amazing. I had my own mail server set up. I was I was able to send mail, receive mail. I was able to do push notifications to my iPhone and do push contacts and calendars. I was able to sync data between different areas and and it was all controlled by me. I didn't have to rely on Dropbox or iCloud or any of these others. Mm-hmm. It was so good. However, the mail server that I set up was just for me. I would be the only person using it. And all of the mail that I sent out ended up in everybody's spam folder. Oh. Yeah. And from everything that I was reading and other experts I've talked to, that's common. Until you start building up a reputation, so you build up a reputation, you need to send so many thousand a day, and then all of the, and then you have to monitor the, um, monitor Outlook and monitor um, AOL and and monitor Google. Kind of gives you some access, but monitor all of the big mail servers and and make sure that you're not being marked as spam, and and if you are, that you're you know responding quickly. This is a full time job. This these mail service providers. This is. This is an entire thing. This is not something I wanted to to take on with my little digital minimalism. This was uh, it, it gave me a lot of respect for for what we take for granted. The G Suite, um, Office three sixty five, iCloud. These these giant suites, we we complain because they don't have feature X, but what they do give us is so good. And compared to what we had. And trying what we were trying to do 15 years ago, um, we are like my daughter. I'm going full circle. We're coming back. They take that iPad for granted and the internet for granted. We take our cloud services for granted. We don't realize or you know remember what it used to be. Um, sharing a file used to be painful. Having more than a couple hundred emails in your email inbox before Gmail started was like the stressful you're always like deleting emails to try to keep space so people didn't uh, get didn't bounce off your your account so it, it's it's come a long way and my my lesson was his original to uh, jay freeman's original talk was use the computer that that brings you joy or, or gives you a spark of joy and i'm also relating that to my my cloud service and so i'm I've been wanting to go all in on Apple so bad, so bad. I want to use iCloud and Apple Mail and all of these services. And then I'm looking at Google and I want to use Google Docs and and these others, but then ads. So I'm I'm trying to do all this stuff without having ads and I want to do it for free. And so I'm I'm, I'm torn here. So to use the computer that, that brings me the most joy would be an iPad. And an iPad, you're in the Apple world, you're going to want iCloud. You're going to want all of the Apple products. But sharing photos isn't the best on that. So I, I, need, I need to learn to just uh, just take a moment, step back, and realize that we have it so good. It doesn't have to be absolutely perfect. Um, I should stop focusing on my photo management software and actually look at what are in the photos and those people 
and yeah yeah no i understand because i have the inverse of, of of what the problem that you're having of trying to do this all on web and for me it's always been like the desktop operating system you know because um when especially when i was a kid but like i still get this feeling now where it's just like man i I don't want to be using all this proprietary hardware. I don't want to be using proprietary software. If Apple wants, if Apple all of a sudden goes dark side on me, like I, if I'm invested in all their, you know, if I'm invested in their systems, like that's going to be bad. I should, I should have a open source operating system. Um, I should be in control of all my data. Kind of like, kind of like you in regards to like wanting to run your own web server that kind of hosts all of your stuff. And, you know, like in my life, I, I don't want to, at the end of the day, even though it sounds really good, I don't want to deal with the roadblocks. Like, when things just, like, pop up where it's like, this was so easy on Mac OS and actually allowed me to focus on my project, the thing that actually mattered, creating something. But I can't because my tool is getting in the way. Like, that's when I have to take a step back and be like, all right, what what are computers actually about? Is it so that I can try and con- construct my little house, but it turns out that house is made out of sand? <laughs> you know, its foundation <laughs> is on sand. <laughs> you know, uh, um, you gotta uh, recompile your network driver so that you can, yeah, view your photos. Exactly. What? You I, know. I'm... So comes back to the Apple religion thing. I'm using uh, <laughs> the uh, house made off uh, made. Uh, the house foundation on sand instead of on rock, you know, it's like, yes. maybe I should, uh, maybe I should just go back to Apple where everything's just going to work, you know, and I can actually create the software that I'm envisioning in my head and not just fighting with my day-to-day operating system. And with that, um, let's just, uh, let's wrap this thing up. This has been a, uh, been a great beginner podcast, a, a little intro podcast. Podcasts are hard, TJ. Podcasts like, are hard. And, um, we, we went into this with a whole list of, of thoughts and ideas. I have not even had dad jokes in there, but, uh, uh I'm going to need you to start teaching me though. I need you to start teaching me dad jokes. Man, this is, this, this has been very enlightening. I, I like this. I appreciate it. I have one more thing that I want to talk about real quick. And, um, sure. That's, you know, I've been hinting a little bit, you know, trying to see what's, what's going to happen, but you know, like I need some help talking about parenting in regards to, you know, computers and I need to, I need to be taught some dad jokes. Um, cause you know, life's changing, man. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that there might be a, a TJ Jr. Wait, showing wait, up. What are you trying to say? So showing what? up, showing up in uh, spring 2020. What? Congratulations, uh, <laughs> man. This is awesome. Thanks, man. I was not expecting it. I was not expecting that at all. Where is, uh, where is she at? What? She's she's dancing right now. Oh, she, man. that's what she does oh, every Wednesday. Thanks, man. I I had oh. to tell you, um, but I was you just like, was that? Wow, congratulations! Yeah, man, I I am tripping, but like she dropped that on me yesterday. She was just like, she said something about your pregnant wife. I was like, nah, you've played this oh, one yeah. time too many. I'm not believing that. I'm calling your bluff. Oh. And now she's like, yeah, no, you're gonna be a dad. And it was like, whoa. Everything just yeah, everything's going to change for you now. Yeah, everything's going to change, but it, they're amazing. 
you just you see them grow and learn and whenever they start talking to you and you realize that they're creating their own thoughts and they're totally independent that is better than any software that is better than any project that is better than mm. any creation you've ever made except them <laughs> it's, it's just so amazing and they pee in their pants so like you get all the full spectrum it's it's awesome congratulations thanks man it's gonna be interesting but yeah so now i'm thinking a lot more about like okay so i really like photo management is gonna become real now you know like that's never something i've cared about but now it's like something i'm actually i am gonna care about you have a target for all of your photos now however now you're gonna be worried about uh, possibly where am i storing these photos i don't want to ever lose them they're they're priceless they're not snapchat stuff they are Mm -hmm. true treasures they need to be backed up securely and i don't want them you know leaked on the internet and available to everybody to whatever they wanted to do right yeah so it it is a it is a true thing yeah definitely something we're gonna have to talk more about as as this podcast continues just like uh, what our solutions are what it looks like you know and yeah that's just stuff that i'm thinking about now congratulations man thanks man i appreciate it